Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman, where ahead of the second test match, the Talk Sport tour bus has finally reached Candy. England players no doubt still buzzing after their electric victory over Sri Lanka in Gaul. A test match that brought to the end the career of Rangana Harath. Will this one bring a temporary halt to Ben Folks? Coach Trevor Bayliss says it's not unheard of. For a debutant to star, then have to sit a match out. He's had a fantastic game. Look, we're going to have to sit down and come up with a, you know, a, a decision. You never know. There might be room for both of them. One man whose place might also be in danger is Sam Curran, and that's despite him still having a hundred percent record playing for England. We're in such a strong group of players, but I'm sure whoever misses out, or even if it's me, whoever it is, it's going to be it's going to be tough to take. More from Sam Curran, more from Trevor Bayliss, and a bit of Jarrett Kimber. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app. And stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. And we just stepped off the bus. Myself, Jared Kimber. Uh, Jared, your favourite moment of that six-hour journey? I know what mine was. Uh, what about yours? Um, I know we're going to get run over by a van here. Um... So I tell you what my favourite moment was? Yes. When we asked the young producer, Sam Ellard, whether he knew who Gandhi was. And, oh, oh hello, sir. You well? Yes, I'm very well, I'm very well. Where are you off to? Um, to my hotel, Mango Garden. Mango Gardens, unfortunately we're staying at Candy Waters. Ah, it's okay, it's fine as well, just near to my place. Okay, cool. So, and your name is, sir? My name is Malik. Malik, are you a cricket fan? Yes, I do. Who, who do you tip for the second test match? Uh, for Sri Lanka. <laughs> you think Sri Lanka can win? Yeah, we must win, we must win. Because, you know, I'm a Candian, so uh, there are a lot of Candian people who play uh, cricket. So we love our team. Still, we, though we lose, we still love, we love our team. We and you'll be there? Uh, yeah. Will you be there? Uh, I hope to be there. I, I like England as well because my wife, she's English. Ah. So I have to love Sri Lanka and England as well. 
Well, that sounds very familiar, actually, doesn't it, Jared? Um, and you, uh, your wife is from where in England? From uh, Durham. Oh, well, there you go. From Chester Street to uh, to Candy. Well, Palakelli, even. See you later. They're very friendly here. Uh, do you know what my favourite moment was? Was your, your favourite moment when our young producer, Sam Ellard, didn't know who Gandhi was and confused him with Banksy, the painter? <laughs> was, it, was it that, John? Was that your favourite moment? It was an incredible moment. I think it was a, it was a moment that we will all look back on with fondness and some uh, fear. Hi there, no, we're fine for Tuk Tuk, thank you. So anyway, here we are. Fantastic win for England uh, last week. Nine no, perfect performance, really. Uh, under fire opener needs runs, tick. Uh, debutant uh, needs to stake his claim for a position inside, tick. Um... The spin bowlers need to outshine the opposition, tick. Uh, in terms of the stats, looking ahead to the f- second test match, if changes are to be made, if best has to come back, it seems to be Leach or Rashid. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's actually, when I looked at the stats, um, it, it suggested to me that this pitch is actually quite good for spin as well, if not equally as good as Gaul. So for all the talk that Gaul was the spinner's paradise, Gaul's really the Rangana Harath paradise. So... Uh, my guess would be, though, they'll, because of the extra bounce and pace, they'll still back themselves to bring Broad back in. Um, and I think if they really back their plans, then Leach doesn't play, because if it's horses for courses, uh, Rashid makes more, more sense when the pitch is bouncing a bit more. We are just about to get to Candy Lake, which is, I suppose, uh, the, uh, the centre of the town, certainly the most picturesque part. No, we're fine for Tuk Tuk, thank you. And uh, it's uh, about two and a half kilometre walk. We'll probably be past on the way if we make it alive over this very busy street by Neil Manthorpe and Gareth Batty, who... Uh, we cross in the crossing. No, let's just go here. Come on, we could do it, we could do it. This could be the first fatality on a podcast. No, we're across. So, yeah, we're going to have a little walk into town. It's a, it's a lovely place, isn't it? Very picturesque, apart from the traffic. Um, and apart from the very poor record we have of securing property or other <laughs> apartments. Trevor Bayliss, so the coach... He spoke following England's big win, and you know, there's a lot of conjecture about whether you can drop Ben Folks. Considering most people thought that he would be in the side for one test only, ahead of Johnny Bairstow returning. Well, the century might put pay to that, but that's not exactly how coach Trevor Bayliss sees things, as he mentioned to uh, Andrew McKenna following the win. Trevor Bayliss, as we spoke before the game, first test of a three-match series is always important. You've got to be delighted with the win, but maybe the manner of the win even more so. Oh, look, especially uh, down here at Gaul as well, where you know, England probably haven't played their best over, uh, over the years. So, you know, fantastic to, to get away with a win down here in Gaul. It was a performance that actually, though, had to, if you like, be sparked by a rear guard. Um, five down on that first morning, having won the toss and batted, that showed an awful lot of character. Well, it did, and uh, you know, to be honest, I think the runs we put on the board in that uh, in that first session actually made it a little bit easier for the guys at the end. You know, they came in, and the, the field were pushed back, um, and we were smart enough to actually you know, take those singles. You know, Folksy, Folksy's innings was fantastic um, with you know, um, Curran, uh, you know, Rashid. Uh, you know, it just shows the depth that we've got with the batting. A word about Ben Folks to come in, do that on debut, man of the match says a lot about the character of him as much as the talent. Well, exactly. I mean, he's sort of unaffected by, uh, by the pressure, a uh, very sort of laid-back type of, type of guy. Um, you know, that's uh, pretty much two in a row with he and uh, Curran coming in in the last uh, few months. Um, you know, so fantastic effort. You know, they, they must be doing something right at uh, Surrey. 
It's given you a bit of a problem, though, because you were saying before this test match, Johnny Besto could be available for Pelicali. Is that the case? And have you, therefore, got three wicketkeepers available for the Pelicali test? Um, all the signs are pointing towards him being available. I mean, obviously, he's still got a little way to go yet, um, but we'll, we'll assess him. I mean, that'll be the first uh, decision we have to make. Will he be playing or not? So we'll have to wait until we get up there for the, you know, the two days' practice and put him through uh, a few more strenuous-type tests um, before we can uh, say, yeah, he's right to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, fantastic to have those those types of uh, issues, I suppose, when it comes to selection, rather than wondering who we might be putting in, um, wondering who we might uh, we might have to leave out. But look, make no apology for that. I think you know, with the, when you've got depth around the squad, in uh, uh, as we have or we're starting to get now um, in most positions, I mean that drags the uh, the quality of play up. You know, everyone everyone's sort of not necessarily looking over their shoulder, but understanding that they've got to raise their game to stay in this team, which is you know a good sign for England. How do you view it? Is Ben Folks in possession of the position now, effectively, or he was only an injury replacement for Johnny Bester? How, how do you view that situation? Oh, look, I think originally uh, it was a replacement, but knowing full well that uh, you know he's a very good keeper, um, he's had a fantastic game. Look, we're going to have to sit down and come up with a you know a, a decision. Um, you never know; there might be room for both of them. Um, might you know, take a cricket bat to someone's shins and uh, make the job a little bit easier but uh, a great position to be in but I mean obviously we'll have to have a look at the uh, you know the wicket up at Palakelli as well and sort of decide what uh, what structure we want with the with the team uh, and then make some uh, make some decisions from there you know Palakelli better than than I do but the information would seem to be it will seem a bit more Therefore, three spinners. I mean, they've all done a job for you here. It would be incredibly harsh on one of them to miss out, but it's all about the good of the team. Well, exactly. I mean, we we, we had a chat before we came on this uh, tour, and um, and Ewan said that uh, yeah, the, to win here in Sri Lanka, it won't take 11 good players. It'll take uh, 16 good players, and uh, you know, we're going to select the teams uh, accordingly according to the you know, the wicket that we're going to play on. Trevor Bayliss with Andrew McKenna. They can't drop folks there's no way they can drop folks is it well they've made a big statement by bringing him from outside the squad and playing him in the 11 ahead of butler um if that's the case i mean butler's not going to be a specialist number seven batsman forever is it so to me it seems like they want folks in the side so why would they drop him it is an interesting one and we only have to go back a couple of months sam curran turned in a man of the match performance in his second test match and uh, he was dropped Within uh, two matches, England actually lost that game as well. So, you know, maybe that's something that they bear in mind. Sam Curran spoke to uh, Macca. He's a busy man, isn't he? Just six hours on the coach, and he's straight off it and straight over to the Oil Regency uh, to interview Sam Curran. And, you know, the reason... Look at the size of that lizard. Whoa, hang on. We're looking at a monitor lizard just... Well, he's kind of crawling. It's like a crocodile. It must be about, what, what would you say, two metres in length? It's got to be close to two. Yeah, it's got to be two metres, doesn't it? it looks, it's basically the size of their crocodiles, their, their monitors. They've got a vicious snap on them as well. It's just, um, it's kind of going about its business in the kind of way that, I don't know, an old school gangster kind of walks around the, uh, yeah. the neighbourhood and everyone kind of like tips their hats to him and lets him just do whatever he pleases. 
a huge monitor lizard. It's just uh, caught the uh, attention of two tourists to the right of me. Uh, well, look, while we uh, watch this monitor lizard do its thing, let's hear from Sam Curran talking to Andrew McKenna. Sam, a couple of days on, how does that victory in the first Test match feel still? Yeah, very good. Obviously, a great win. First time England have won in goal, which is a, an amazing stat for us to all have been to be involved in. And um, the main thing, we went there with an open mind. We didn't really expect what wicket we were going to get. And obviously, it was very damp the first couple of days and it probably didn't spin as much as we thought. So I think um, it's obviously a great victory for us and it gives us great confidence going into uh, Palakeli on Wednesday. You mentioned that victory in goal. It's a Sri Lankan stronghold goal. Also, very few teams win away from home in Test cricket at the moment. Does that make it even more special, the achievement, to, to get that first win on the board in a venue like Gull? Yeah, obviously, as I said, we didn't. We expect her to turn massively because the previous games there have obviously been very low-scoring games and very short games because the games have got so many wickets in the first couple of days. But um, I think it's obviously a great... Obviously, it's just one game. We don't look too far ahead as well. There's two, still two big Test matches to come up in, in Candy and Colombo. So um, I think the wickets will be probably totally different to what we saw in Gaul, different conditions, different ground and... Whoever we just are going to go to training tomorrow with an open mind and prepare for anything we can get because obviously they now they've got a few injuries as well so we'll see what happens. I know you're still relatively new to this but it is odd at the moment we seem to be going through a period in world cricket very few teams are winning away from home. Is there a reason for that or is it just a case that going into another team's conditions where they get to play the way if you like they want it, it just helps them more? I mean, is there any logic behind it? I think it probably was quite self-explanatory when you saw Sri Lanka came in with one seamer and we obviously, we, we expected that from day one. We knew they were going to go with their three spinners and we did as well. But luckily enough, we we have the other options where we got Stokesy, myself and Jimmy who could bowl seam for us as well. Even though we didn't bowl too much, we still felt like this team is work, could be useful on that wicket. And um, obviously they only came in with their vice-captain Lakmal who was um, just their only seamer. So we expected spin from the first over and... They obviously did that and they were probably a bit surprised it didn't spin as much and um, thankfully we had a great partnership after lunch with Folksy and Joss and um, everyone's delighted for Folksy coming on debut and get 100 is a pretty, pretty good thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, how did you enjoy opening the bowling in a test match then? Yeah, it was very nice obviously to do it with some of my childhood heroes of Jimmy was pretty special. He obviously has played a lot of subcontinent cricket and this being my first subcontinent tour with England is obviously a huge learning curve for me and um, I think I learned a lot even though I probably only bowled 11 overs in the last game and um, it, still, it just showed how well our spinners bowled as well with Leachie, Rash and Mo. they bowled exceptionally well and um, and that's their role as well so we kind of as seamers are trying to do what the spinners do in England where we just hold up an end and the seamers can attack in England whereas we're probably doing the opposite of what we used to do in England Give us an insight then, four overs into a spell in that heat in Gaul how were you feeling? I mean, what was your body telling you at that point? Mm, to be fair, we didn't. The heat didn't actually. It wasn't too bad in Gaul, whereas the previous warm-up games have been really tough in Colombo. Especially, it's not much breeze coming through with all the buildings and stuff like that. And um, we kind of felt, obviously, it helps having a three seamers, whereas the Sri Lankans only had one. So I don't know. Their seamer was being very tired, especially being the only seamer. And um, obviously, it helped having Stokesy came and bought an eight-over spell of really quick bowling I don't know how he was feeling you might have to ask him that because it was a very good spell that obviously changed the game and got us a wicket on the uh, fourth day just before tea or lunch so I think it's obviously the team's in a great place and we hopefully got huge confidence going into Wednesday 
Well, we're having a chat on the lawn here. There looks like a very high-power meeting going on away to our left-hand side uh, as the management are there with, with Joe. If that's a selection meeting, they've got a difficult job, haven't they? Because I mean, what a great performance. As you mentioned, Folksy comes in and does a job. Now, if Johnny's available, I mean, who'd be a selector for this one? This looks a really difficult job. Yeah, I think obviously there's been a lot of talk about obviously Johnny being fit now and then obviously Folksy coming and score a debut and debut hundred, which is obviously a great effort for him and everyone's delighted and he kept beautifully as well. So um I think obviously Johnny's shown he's been a class player for the last few years for England as well. So I think that's why Ed Smith's out here. He's got a tough decision to make with Ruti and the and the and the other coaching staff, but whatever they go for I'm sure there's always gonna be somebody who's disappointed and um Whoever the 11 guard there on Wednesday are obviously going to be lucky to be playing because obviously it's a very tough team to get into at the minute. And um, I think, as folks he's shown, you've got to take your chance when you can because um, it's a very strong group of boys now. And Ruti said a lot to us that it's the whole squad that's going to take to win a series in Sri Lanka because it doesn't happen very often. And um, luckily we started off very well, but it's only one game and um, hopefully we can win in Palakeli and win the series before we go to Colombo. So, two days hard work then to make sure you're still on that team sheet that Joe Root hands over at 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be very... I think there's probably obviously a few guys in the dressing room are obviously going to be worried about their spot, but um, I think that's only natural and it's a great place to be in that um, we're in such a strong group of players, but I'm sure whoever misses out, or even if it's me, whoever it is, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to take, but um, fingers crossed it's... Whoever it is, we're going to win the test. That's the main thing. See, I told you this would be exciting. Sam Curran, Trevor Bayliss, Andrew McKenna, Monitor Lizards, uh, Sam Elod confusing Gandhi with the uh, street artist Banksy. Hey, maybe. I mean, no one actually knows who Banksy is, so could be onto something. So, um, second test, I mean, it, it was wonderful and all that, harass final, hurrah. Um, I thought... Dirawan Pereira bowled magnificently, by the way. I mean, Sri Lanka are going to have to make changes. Do you expect them to bring in not just one pace man, but actually might look to replace Lakmal? Um, I mean, how do you see them going about things? Well, Akila Dananjay has just been uh, reported for uh, suspect actions, so uh, they might have to make a lot of changes. Ras out, Akila might be out. I actually thought Lakmal bowled pretty well. Uh, I would certainly keep him. I've always been a big fan of his, so I reckon you keep him. But, yeah, I mean, I expect Chimera to come in, the, the young paceman. Uh, I mean, me, and, me and Butch were out on the ground before one of the T20 or one days, and he was going through his lineups. And I said to Butch, have you seen how quick this kid is? I mean, he really is quite quick. And where we saw in that T20, he roughed up England a little bit as well. So um, I could see him coming in. But, yeah, I, I would assume they're going to keep Lackbell just because they don't want to make too many changes now. Well, Rajita, another one who's impressed in his short test career. He played one of the one-dayers. He seems to have something about him. Chandamal's not going to play, in all likelihood. They know they need to take 20 wickets at Candy, so maybe they uh, strengthen, strengthen the bowling. I mean, I can see them making three changes at this rate. Certainly see Chimera coming in. He, he's been injured for quite a period in the build-up. Played uh, in the T20... No, he played in the fifth ODI, didn't he? And he took three wickets, so... They've got options, but it's a, it's a bit of an ask. Um, in terms of this test match, though, from an English perspective, you imagine Bearsdale will come back in, but even that we're not 100% sure of. Broad, do, do England need four seamers there? Uh, probably not, no. But, you know, if the, if the pitch is going to bounce, and that's what we suspect at this stage. I mean, we all just arrived in the England team, only just arrived a couple of hours ago. If it is going to bounce, you can't you can't leave out Broad, who is a specialist in those conditions. So, um, if that's the case, you know Sam Curran unfortunately gets tapped on the shoulder again, and Broad comes in. 
Look, Jared uh, likes to have the final word, pretty much everything, so um, I think I'll leave it there. That's pretty much all we've got time for today on the following on podcast. I'm John Norman. He was Jared Kimber. Big thanks to coach Trevor Bayliss, uh, Sam Curran, of course, and Andrew McKenna, who's a white duck waddles past. Uh, you better watch out because I think that monster lizard could easily swallow him whole. Tomorrow's show will come from Palakelly, and we will hear from both England and Sri Lankan camps. This has been following on, and to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 